This episode of the New Christendom Daily is taken from a live radio broadcast. There's no scripts. There's no do-overs. There's no cuts. It's just from a live radio show done by a guy with a microphone and a set of earbuds and a radio show who pours his heart, his mind, and his body and soul into one thing, bringing about the New Christendom Daily. To, to what was happening in Iowa last night. And I want to talk about some things that you might not have seen. One of them is this clip from Ron DeSanctimonious. Now, I had not been calling him Ron DeSanctimonious because I actually liked Governor DeSantis. I don't like him anymore. And as I was pointing out in the first hour of the program here today, you got to remember that during the Corona doom, and all the way up until he decided he wanted to, to become uh, the CIA and the Bush family's latest nomination for president, DeSantis was loathed. He was hated. The whole Disney thing, the whole groomer thing, the whole, you're not allowed to be a homo and be a teacher thing, the whole we're not going to force people to, to mandate the vaccines, the whole we're going to start our own National Guard thing, you know, and the militias. I mean, everything the man did, it seemed, was contra- the World Economic Forum Clash Fab wants all the stockholders and what they have planned for all of us have heard. Well, Ron DeSantis was Ronald Reagan saying, I just wanted to stand athwart history and yell, stop. Well, that's kind of what DeSantis was doing. Not anymore. So, last night, Jake Tapper asked the question about presidential immunity. Now, here's where DeSantis goes completely, in my humble estimation, off the frickin' rails here. This is when you know that he has signed in blood the contract with the cabal. Now, Maggie, am I playing this or are you playing this? I thought you were playing it. I'm playing it. Okay, all right, here we go. The powers of the presidency, because your opponent, Donald Trump, was in court yesterday for a hearing on presidential immunity and Governor DeSantis, I'm wondering if you agree with the argument that Donald Trump's lawyer made in court that a president should have immunity for any conduct in office, including, as the judge asked, ordering the assassination of a political rival, unless the president gets impeached and convicted by the Senate for the offense first. Well, obviously, that attorney uh, gave the case away on that on that explanation. I think the D.C. Circuit is going to rule against Donald Trump on that issue. Oh, do you? I'm not exactly sure what the outer limits are. I don't think it's necessarily been litigated. It's not going to be an issue with me because I'm always going to follow the Constitution. Oh! Um, and we're going we're to uphold uh, the, the best traditions of the office. And, and I'm going to be a president you can be proud of. Uh, you know, I think it's important that uh, people be able to look to the president and say, hey, you know, that, that's somebody that's, that's worthy of emulating. And so my wife and I, we just view ourselves to try to, to do well for our kids and to make sure they're proud of us and we set a good example. Uh, so, so that's what we would do in that situation. But I think there's a larger issue Republicans have got to think of. It. Donald Trump's going to lose that appeal. He's going to end up going to trial in front of this a left-wing D.C. jury of all Democrats, uh, what are the odds that he's going to get through that? And that's not even talking about the, 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 the validity of the charges. I don't think he gets through that. And so what are we going to do as Republicans in terms of who we nominate for president? If Trump is the nominee, it's going to be about January 6th, legal issues, criminal trials. The Democrats and the media would love to run with that. Uh, I'm not running for my issues. 
I'm running for your issues. We need to make this election a referendum on the failures of Joe Biden, the failures of the Democratic Party, and how we have the formula to engineer a great comeback for this country. That's what I would do. Thank you, Governor. What he should have said was this. What he should have said was, well, I'd like to hear what the court has to say about Trump's claim of immunity. Instead, what did he do? He threw him under the bus, backed it up, beep, 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 and then, and then ran him over again. As I have been saying, as we have been talking about it, and I'm not the only one talking about this, if you want to get into, if you want to start parsing into what is covered by executive privilege and immunity and what is not, ultimately, you're going to wind up with banana republic. You're not going to have rules, so you're going to wind up with a, with a banana republic. And you're going to wind up with little kangaroo course and you're going to go like, yeah, well, that was last year. Yeah, we've expanded the definition of that. He can't do that. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and prosecute and remove him from office. We're going to convict him of treason and we're going to hang him. You know that, by the way, folks, you know that under Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution, the penalty for treason is death. You get hanged. <laughs> you don't go to Leavenworth and break rocks. You get hanged. You get convicted of treason under Article 3, you get hanged. So the correct answer, Governor, is, well, I want to hear what the court has to say about this. And the legal scholars have said, because there are many that have, that President Trump's case is a good one and that we should have a respect of immunity for executives while they are in power. Folks, any other way. I mean, the Constitution is, is pretty clear. And as a matter of fact, I can tell you because I read both volumes of the ratification debates of the Constitution in the state of Virginia in 1788, I can tell you that one of the big hang-ups that Patrick Henry and George Mason and others had about the Constitution and about the Article II uh, executive branch and about the, 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 the president, one of the, the big argument that they made was that a president could exercise immunity. And then it seemed to them that it was in the Constitution that he could do things while he was in office and he would be immune from prosecution. Now, this is carried forth all the way from Washington until Trump. Why doesn't DeSantis know that? There is nothing that I, I, I stretch my imagination. I can't think of anything that President Trump could have done that would have violated in what I saw him do. Don't forget, we were on the air. We covered this stuff. <laughs> like 16 hours a day from November the 5th all the way to January the 20th and the installation of the Biden regime. We covered this stuff. I know exactly what Trump did. No, I don't know what he did behind closed doors, but I know what he did in public. There, there is nothing in the public record of what President Trump did in that interim there, it violates the U.S. Constitution. It puts him, that makes him an insurrectionist or a rebellionist or, or even could, 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 could raise to the, uh, the charge. You know, if these people are serious about this, well, then grow a set of stones and tell the Injustice Department you want him prosecuted. Stop with this penny-ante crap that you just want to remove him from the ballot. And you don't want him to be able to run because he's got to spend all his time in court. No, no, go. Put your money where your mouth is. Charge him with treason. Say he committed treason under Article 3, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Simple as that. Because they know they don't have a case, and they'd have to have two witnesses. Of course, they have Mike Pence. 
They had to have two, two witnesses to that. There is no case here. And for DeSantis to be saying, basically, the D.C. Court of Appeals, what the D.C. Court of Appeals decides that they're not going to hear that, well, then it's going to go to the next Court of Appeals up. And I don't think that the Trump, the Trump's lawyers are going to, uh, if they have any say-so in which appeals, as a matter of fact, I think it goes to, uh, it's either the, the Fourth Circuit, pretty sure it would go to the Fourth Circuit, that they would appeal it to the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. And again, this is a legal process that's going to get drawn out. There's not going to be any trial, Governor DeSantis. President Trump is not going to stand trial in Drax Smith's courtroom before November, November of this year. And if he does, well then, yeah, there really is a rigged system here. But as Maggie O'Connell, as our producer, greatest radio producer in the world, pointed out during show prep this morning, did DeSantis just admit that there's a two-tiered system of justice? And that in one court somewhere in the United States, you get this form of justice, and in another court somewhere else in the United States, you get that form of justice? Again, why do we want to continue? If that's what the union is made of, why do we want to continue it? And if we're going to admit that there's this kind of diversity in justice, well, then why do they want to call us traitors when we say, well, look, all we want to do is peacefully secede and just put that into action? We just want to secede. Secede! Secede! 